Praise God, brothers and sisters. Uh, title of my sermon today is, What is the Purpose? Uh, we're going to begin by reading Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. I'll be reading from New King James. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So as we can see, uh, this man, he, obviously this is a parable, uh, but looking at this man, he put a lot of work into, uh, into getting to the point where he is. He, uh, he did so much so he could eventually say, you know, I'm good, I made it to this point, I can take it easy. I think this is kind of that um, unattainable goal that a lot of people have, attainable or unattainable, but people usually don't reach to this point where they wanna just um, be at a point and then they can, they can just sit on the beach, they don't have to work anymore. So this guy, he finally gets to that point, he says, I'm good, I'm going to build bigger storehouses and then I'm going to um, just take it easy. But then um, God says, you fool, your soul is going to be required of you. Um, and so he died and he did not get to enjoy um, these things that he worked for. So, and it's the same thing that happens to um, many people. I think today, many people, they work, they become slaves to work um, and they'll, they'll lose everything that, they, that actually matters in the pursuit of trying to become wealthy. Um, and then you get to the end of your life and all these things, they don't really matter. Um, you look at someone who's lost their wife, maybe they're divorced and their kids uh, want nothing to do with them when they're on their deathbed. Even if they're a millionaire, I don't think the money is really going to matter at that point. I think what would have mattered is the relationship, um, there's a lot of things that would have mattered instead. The money doesn't really matter. And he says, God, Jesus says at the end, so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And next verse we'll be reading is Matthew chapter 16, and we'll be reading verse 26. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? I think we're all familiar with this verse. It says, what profit is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Because the soul, your soul, that's what's the most important. Nothing else is more important than your soul. Um, where you're going to spend eternity matters a lot. But you, we look, um, in the last days, people are going to become lovers of pleasure over lovers of God. Um, so they'll love pleasure and not God. And I see this a lot. Um, I'll be evangelizing to people and they're not, 
you face them with the reality that of uh, the scripture that it says that you must have a relationship with god um, that jesus is the only way to heaven um, and that if you don't know god and you're living in sin and you die you'll end up in hell and a lot of times people will even acknowledge this truth but they're still not willing to um accept it they're still not ready to um to accept god and it's kind of it's a little bit baffling because the most important thing is your soul um, and yet they're still they'd rather just enjoy pleasure and not really think about it you know but these people that um, are focused on on pleasure that are focused on saving up wealth they're pretty selfish i would say they're just thinking about their own needs uh, but what if we look at someone who's selfless who's thinking about other people does this change things so you look at billionaires some of the richest people they become philanthropists they're trying to like do a lot of good things they donate to a lot of causes they help people they fund a lot of research or you look at people they um they spend their whole life doing humanitarian work uh, or doing things for charities uh well what does what does that mean obviously right that's gotta that's gotta be different than the selfish people it's gotta have some different end result well i think if you think of someone who's done been very sacrificial who has done a lot um has sacrificed a lot in recent times someone that probably comes to mind is mother Teresa. uh and i looked up uh some of the accomplishments that she's known for and i got a list of seven of them and it said number one she founded missionaries of charity and now when this was written in 2016 uh, she died back in 1997 i believe uh, but the the charity in 2016 it had 758 homes in 139 countries um, so that's a pretty big accomplishment number two was she opened a home for dying people so people who are terminal terminally ill uh, helping them in their last days so again that's a really good thing um, number three raising awareness for leprosy number four she opened homes for abandoned children so they provide shelter nourishment medical care uh, nurturing environment for these people so again that's really good helping children um, number five hospice for people with aids so helping people who are sick again a good thing number six promoted harmony between religions it says bridge divides bring together in pursuit of peace and love and that one probably maybe we don't fully agree with that one but we'll come back to that uh, number seven uh, nobel peace prize um, so she won the nobel peace prize and she gained global recognition so you look at it mother Teresa. she did a lot of really of really good things um so you would think she's got to have like a great reward in heaven uh she's got to be like right up there right next to god for sure because she's like she's done so many good things um and she was actually catholic and there's um there's kind of works-based salvation to some extent in catholicism so maybe from that viewpoint i could see how you could get that idea because i mean she did help a lot of people so she's gotta at least like have like the biggest mansion in heaven right well uh let's look at this article and maybe that will kind of answer our question so it says mother Teresa has also been criticized by christians 
for downplaying evangelism and espousing universalist views of salvation. For example, in her book, Life in the Spirit, Reflections, Meditations, and Prayers, she says, Our purpose is to take God and his love to the poorest of poor, irrespective of their ethnic origin or the faith they profess. Our discernment of aid is not the belief, but the necessity. We never try to convert those whom we receive to Christianity, but in our work, we bear witness to the love of God's presence. And if Catholics, Protestants, Buddhists, or agnostics become for this better men, simply better, we will be satisfied. It matters to the individual what church he belongs to. If that individual thinks and believes that this is the only way to God for her or him, this is the way God comes into their life, his life. If he does not know any other way, and if he has no doubt so that he does not need to search, then this is his way to salvation. And then it goes on to say, when a Catholic priest asked if she attempted to convert people, she reportedly answered, yes, I convert. I convert you to be a better Hindu or a better Muslim or a better Protestant or a better Catholic or a better Parsi or a better Sikh or a better Buddhist. And after you have found God, it is for you to do what God wants you to do. And then it goes on to say how she doubted faith for 50 years. Uh, so some pretty big red flags in this article, I would say. First of all, she didn't convert people. She said uh, they wouldn't try to convert people in their, what they did, they just tried to help people. Um, we also see that she had a universal salvation idea, like it doesn't matter what religion you are, they're all paths to God. So she clearly denied what the Bible teaches, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, she denied this. Um, I, I can kind of understand why she was doubting her faith if you're... Um, if your whole belief is built on something contrary to scripture, I'd probably, I'd probably doubt my faith too. Um, so to answer our question, does Mother Teresa have um, like so many rewards in heaven? Does she have like the biggest mansion in heaven? Uh, no, she doesn't. The best that we can hope is that in her last few days, maybe she repented of um, these, this false belief, this false worldview, and actually truly believed in Jesus Christ for salvation. Uh, so why do I bring this up? Well, again, to our topic, what's the purpose? You look, someone like Mother Teresa, she did a lot of good things. She helped a lot of people, probably more than, a, than most people will ever do. Uh, but there was no eternal purpose. She was not preaching the gospel to people. She was not leading them to God. She herself, even with all the good things she did, likely may not have even made it to heaven. So you can do so many good things. You can do so many good works and still end up in hell. You look at the false religions. You look at Muslims. They, uh, they, do, they fast. They do so many things trying to fulfill the Quran, fulfill their law. Um, and yet they don't even know God the true God, because it says if you do not have the Son, you don't have the Father. Uh, you look at Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons. Uh, I'm sure they have very good intentions. They're trying to lead people to God. They're trying to uh, share their gospel with people. They think they're doing good things, but in reality, they're not, and they're actually working against God. Um, Buddhists, they deny themselves pleasure. They try to live... Um, 
a life of no pleasure and you look for what 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 purpose is it serving they don't they have a false worldview so you can have a false worldview and be so zealous and do so many works and it's all pointless it's for nothing you can do so many good things you can be the best person do so many good things and yet you can have the same eternity as people who do nothing um, and I think naturally people they have inside, they want to do good things. It feels good to do good things. It feels good to help people um, who need help. I think that's why you see in the world, a lot of people, they donate to charity. Uh, they'll try to help good causes. Maybe they'll try to um, promote, uh, trying to help the environment to prevent climate change. They'll try to make a difference in some way. They'll try to protest at the government to try to bring about some political change or people will spend lots of money and time and resources getting involved into politics getting into some political office to make uh, some difference or people want to teach they want to teach the future generations or they get involved into uh, like social justice I know that's a big thing nowadays but these things, they have little to no, most of them probably no meaning in eternity. They make no difference. Uh, many of these things are, maybe they're good uh, in temporary. Some of them are not good, they're bad, but, um, but they have no real meaning in eternity. Now imagine back to that man who stored up for many years all that wealth. Imagine, instead of wealth, storing up good works. Imagine trying to store up um, here on earth so many good works, thinking it's going to bring you such, so many rewards in eternity, just to mean nothing. Uh, we see that if something's not done in God's name, it's, it's worthless. Uh, if someone's done, um, we see that people will give a glass of water to a disciple in the name of disciple and they won't lose their reward but if it's not for the furthering of god's kingdom then um then what point does it serve we see paul he says um he was so zealous for the law and yet he counts it all as lost everything up until that point he counts it as lost but as christians you know we're saved we're going to heaven so what does it look like for us well and actually i didn't um, Stan, our brother Stan, he actually read this passage, but we'll go ahead and read it again. It's going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 to 15. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work, which he has built on it, endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So we see that you'll be saved as long as you make it through the fire. But... Do you want to just be saved? Do you want to make it through the fire and that's it? You just barely made it? And now don't get me wrong. I think someone who repents when they're on their deathbed or was right right kind of on the fence between heaven and hell and ends up making it to heaven, I, I think they could that person could probably care less how many 
rewards they get. I think they're just happy they, they made it to heaven. But for us that have the assurance of salvation, we're knowing, we know we're going to heaven. Uh, do we want to just barely make it? Do we want to have all our good works, our rewards just burned up um, for nothing? You know, I look at a lot of Christians and I think um, a lot of them, they get really busy with life. They, they get distracted. They kind of, they get so caught up with these things. They have like very little time to pray, very little time to go to church. Um, it's easy to get caught up with your business or the cares of this life. Maybe you're trying to go on vacation or you're trying, you just bought a house or whatever it may be. But Christians can get so caught up with this life. But at the end of the at the end of life, these things, they're not really going to matter. Um, when you get to eternity, they're not, these things won't matter. So um, it's really important that we're doing the things that actually matter. You know, I'm not saying that good works um, are wrong. Like you may not, you may do something good and not always have the opportunity to share the gospel. But uh, there are many times where you do have the opportunity to share the gospel. For example, I've heard of people going on missions trip or there's um, whatever missions trips that they don't uh, really have the opportunity, they don't really share the gospel there. And when you're not preaching the gospel and you're going on these missions trips, at some point it just becomes a humanitarian effort. Or people will donate to a charity but that charity, it doesn't preach the gospel. Uh, or you look, uh, pe people um, are hungry. Uh, they're in other countries. They're hungry. They're dying. Um, and if you're feeding, you're sending money to feed these people and you help these people. And now instead of dying of hunger, they're able to live a long, fulfilling life and have health care and food and shelter. But that person never hears the gospel and still goes to hell. What purpose did this serve? Uh, last verse we'll be reading is Matthew 5, verse 15, 16. Apologize. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So we see that when you do good works, the intention must be that all glory goes to God. Um, good works, they can be done, but they can be done with selfish ambitions. You look at the Pharisees, they did, um, they did many things, but they were not for the right purpose. Uh, they were to bring themselves glory. And not that you'll never do good works before men, as we see here, you'll, um, you'll do your good works before men that God receives glory, but it's not that you will receive the glory. And again, just something to keep in mind is that you're not being a hypocrite when you're going out and preaching the gospel that you yourself aren't living in sin or living a lifestyle that's not right, how Christians should live, um, that we're not giving room for Christianity to be blasphemed. So in conclusion, I'd say, what, what is the most important thing? Well, the most important thing is for you yourself to make sure that you're saved, that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you um, submit to him as Lord and Savior, and that you know um, where you're going to spend eternity. And then after that, I would say um, for everyone else's salvation, it says that God desires all to be saved. So 
we don't want anyone to go to hell. Um, so we want to use every opportunity we can to preach the gospel, to give opportunity for people to hear the gospel, to repent. Uh, maybe you work with someone, maybe you're at the grocery store, uh, you have an opportunity to share the gospel. Maybe the person you work with, they're not a Christian, um, and they may end up in hell, but you preaching the gospel to that person or you sharing your testimony is all they need uh, to hear the gospel and repent and end up in heaven. So I'd encourage you, um, the things that you do, really keep in mind what matters, what's the most important. All right, let's pray. Let's uh, Let's get on our knees and pray.